Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? You can't handle the truth! The truth. Sometimes it is massaged, sometimes it is bent, sometimes it is simply lost. Nowhere more so than Australian Rules Football, where there are more officially accredited journalists covering AFL footy than Australia's Parliament. Hope, however, is not lost, for there are those who choose fact over fiction almost every time. They are the unlikely, they are the uncommentators, and not surprisingly, they are the unaccredited. Who are they? They are the last line of defence. My name is Glenn Manton and joining me across the fullback line of truth are the Nelson Twins, Chris and Justin. Gentlemen. Glenn, how are you, mate? I'm very, very excited, I've got to tell you, because we've got a live audience. We have a live audience here. We have two people joining us here at Mesmez. Juzzy, Chris, tell us about Amin. (laughs) Amin. Amin. He... uh, he what? runs the place here. He, he does. You should know yes. that by now. I know what he does, but your brother just always wants to say something off the top of the show, so <laughs> get it out of the way now. I just want to thank Armin down at Mesmez Cafe in Williamstown for letting us record down here, and aren't we excited about it? Thank you, Armin, who is currently <laughs> out playing tennis. He is playing tennis. He's maybe the only tennis player in the world to arrive at his particular game on the back of a Harley Davidson. Yes. I like that. He looked very cool pulling out to uh, hit a few balls over the net, but we're not here to hit balls over the net. We are here to talk footy. And gentlemen, as always, we're pressed for time and we're hoping that later on the show we can get to our mailbag and uh, have a look at a a couple of questions at the back end of the podcast. But for now, we need to jump straight into this week's matchups. Chris, yes. who are you going to tackle this week? Wow, I am not just tackling one person, I am tackling three. Three? Yes, I'll be playing on Paddy McCartan, Majak Daw and Tom Boyd. Majak Daw or Majak Daw? Amen or Amen, you can just get it right. I do have a little bit of a problem with my pronunciation, or is it pronunciation? Or is it enunciation? I don't even know, but I'm taking on the three big key forwards. (laughs) Let's not fight over that. Let's talk about a man who has a fight on his hands. Let's talk about your brother here, Mr. Justin Nelson. You're going to go head to head with who? I'm shaking in my boots, gents. I'm going head to head with Mick. Gatto. <laughs> Mick Gatto. And might I point out that the last bloke that went head to head with Mick Gatto come off second best. You do realise so. you do realise that Mick Gatto isn't gonna pinpoint you for just you for talking bad about him. He's gonna pinpoint both of us. He's not even gonna ask questions, he will blow us both away. That no. would be damn funny to see yes. you go down for your brother's actions. That would be hilarious. <laughs> what you, well, would the hang on, would the hitman have to promise Two bro- drive-bys for the price of one. <laughs> Maybe, but I was just thinking, now that Mick Gatto's in the uh, fix-it business, perhaps if we if we have a problem with Mick Gatto, we can hire Mick Gatto to help us out. Yeah, ah, so he can work ah, yeah. full circle. That's I like right. your way yeah. of thinking. Well, talking about full circle, I feel like this is going to be Groundhog Day again because... This year, I want to see something different from my opponent, but I just don't think we will. I think it will be, as I said, a full circle performance, the same as 2016, previous, etc., etc. I'm going head-to-head with the Richmond Football Club. The Richmond Football Club. So three big matchups this week. So the last line of defence, Podcast 5 reads from the back pocket, C. Nelson playing against... P- 
Paddy McCartan, Mad Jack Daw, and Tom Boyd. In the middle there at fullback, G Manton against the Richmond Football Club and the short-lived career of Jay Nelson in the other back pocket going up against Mick Gutto. Where are we going to start? Well, let's start with C Nelson versus three very big opponents. Where are we going? All right, I'm taking on Paddy McCartan. Uh, Can we sound the siren first, boys? Oh, siren! Get it in! Siren is sounded. Goodness me, we were so rushed to get into the podcast. We forgot about the siren. Thank God for the editing suite. Fire away. All right, I'm taking on Paddy McCartan, Mad Jack Daw, and Tom Boyd. Three key forwards that have been in the league long enough now that it is time that they start showing some consistency and perform. Okay. All right, keep I'm going. Start with Paddy McCartan. Oh, you've gone. You've itemised each of oh, these. I've itemised them all. Paddy okay. McCartan, pick one, 2014. He's only been in the league two years, but he is going into year number three. Correct. He's a number one draft pick. He was. He's re- been renewed for another two years to the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Now, in his defence, he has type one diabetes. Mm-hmm. He's had multiple concussions. Mm-hmm. And he was drafted by St Kilda. <laughs> so he does have he a, does have a few little dramas. Yes. Some severe disabilities there by the sounds of it. So pressure is on him. Number two, Majak Dor. Majak Dor. Majak Dor. Now, 25 years old. I believe he's going into his eighth season. So he's got a touch of the Dean Wallace about him. He's got a touch of the Dean Wallace about him. Of course, an old teammate of yours. But North trimmed the list last season. There is a big opportunity here for Majak. He's signed for three years. Has to perform. So this is the first of a three-year deal for Majak Dor. First of a three-year deal, yes. And just for those people unfamiliar with Dean Wallace, 76 years he took to play 100 games <laughs> of AFL football. Uh, you were going to well, say? Well, I beg to differ that he has to perform. He's just signed a three-year deal, boys. So well, oh, he can, he easy can... street, you <laughs> think? <laughs> okay. Many yeah. a footballer signed a long-term deal and well, those people about playing the game. Absolutely. Those people listening familiar with North Melbourne, we remember that past coach Dennis Pagan had a different street for all sorts of circumstances. So he would be saying, Majak Dor is now on easy street. Well, there you go. And I haven't finished. Tom Boyd, let's not forget him. 21 years old. 21. Fourth year in the AFL, and he is on $1 million a year. Do you have to perform when you're on a million dollars a year? Well, where do you want to start with this conversation? Which person do you want to start to dissect first? Well, I want to dissect all of them, and I'm, this is going to be huge. Well, James. that's my comment. Which one do you want to dissect first? I want to, it's so I hard want to di- I want to dissect all three at once. Because <laughs> of course what I want you, you do. guys to do uh-huh. is I want you to make a prediction on where these three will finish, and I'll give you my prediction first. Okay. So you haven't got long to think about it. I've got it already. All right, Paddy McCartan, young guy playing at St Kilda. Tom Boyd, young guy playing at the Bulldogs, has already played in a premiership. I think those two guys are going to be future All-Australians and AFL Hall of Famers. Oh, wow. That's how good I think they're going to be. I hate to do this, gents. I think Majak Dor might be cooked. He might be cooked. He might be cooked. cooked. I think he he might sit uh, at some stage in the VFL on three, four, five hundred a year and could be in trouble. Okay, that's interesting. I hate to say the word that we've mentioned... A few times on the show previously, but could Majak be a spud, boys? I don't think he's a spud. I just think that he's been in the comp seven or eight years now. He hasn't done it yet. North couldn't make it. They've had to uh, trim their list up. I, I, I hate to do this. I really do hate to do it, but I'm, I'm suggesting two out of three are going to be absolute superstars, and poor old Majak's going to uh, be on the outer. 
Well, that's really interesting. I disagree with you. I think that Majak Dahl and Paddy McCartan will find new teams in yeah. the future. I really do. I think Majak Dahl, is a, as an athlete, by all reports, is an extraordinary athlete, but that does not make you an extraordinary footballer, and I think he is very much a one-trick pony. I've seen him shut down by all manner of opponents, so I'm not that confident that his career will continue to blossom in any way, shape or form. I think Paddy McCartan needs to get out of St Kilda at some stage. <laughs> Not because it's St Kilda, quite, quite the opposite. I think it is a decent environment these days, but I think he, he really just won't find his feet there. I, I don't feel like after three years of, uh, I guess, uh, investment in that club that he's going anywhere fast in that environment. It could just be his change of environment, change of coach. Please. You're not giving up on your number one draft pick. You're not giving up on your number one after three years. People give up on number one draft picks in all sorts of sports, in all sorts of environments, all day, every day. It happens. Yeah, but you don't want to, though. Oh, of what, course now, you don't want to. You don't want to give up on your then? first girlfriend either. No, well, that's true. Yeah, what, you number, move on. what number draft I was you? drafted, I think, somewhere between 976 <laughs> and 995. <laughs> it was uh, a long time ago. No, I, my situation was very different. I played under-19s football, played reserve-grade football for Essendon, and then obviously went on to play senior football for Essendon. So that's a very different pathway into the system. Uh, I was also going to say Tom Boyd, I think, is an interesting case in point two. Uh, I think he'll be long-term uh, with the Bulldogs. His success yet, I think, is to be evaluated at the end of this season because he got very, very lucky at last year's AFL Grand Final. Forget about the medal that he won. He found his feet yeah. as a player. And there was a moment in the first quarter, if you look back at the game, where he unfortunately bobbled a mark and uh, turned the ball over. That was his north-south moment. To his credit, he fought at it. Yeah. Over the course of the day and the game ended up going north for him and he ended up being a successful and, and strong contributor to his team. Will it carry over through pre-season into the season itself? That's yet to be seen. Well, I think Tom Boyd showed some positive signs halfway through last year and I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. But interesting fact, he's a premiership player but also the only guy in Footscray to legitimately be making a million dollars. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, I think the other thing of note with these three guys is their sheer size. Each one of them is very, very big physically and I think that has been a disadvantage to them growing up playing football. The way in which they've potentially been coached the fact that most people want to win, particularly in junior sport, has probably seen particularly Boyd and McCartan play at full forward and deservedly so uh, have their part of the team uh, based around their ability to be strong and big. But the focus has been on them kicking goals and they've become rather lazy as athletes. And I think that's the exciting thing about Tom Boyd. He's starting to become a real athlete athlete and contributor across the entire game. McCartan, for my mind, is still very one-dimensional, full forward orientated. Has trimmed up a bit though, and he is looking great. Well, and I, Saints I will make the eight too, gentlemen. Really? Yes, they These will. Are just a bold predictions left, right and centre. Yes. We have got the live audience here too. <laughs> live audience, will St Kilda make the eight? Yes, live audience? Probably. probably. Yes, and a probably out of our two. Now, can I just confirm they are actually a live audience? Because that was a very, very timid response from <laughs> yes. both of them. That was yes. quite uh, ordinary. I think the interesting thing about those three players, and I just jotted down here Magic Johnson, and you know that I love my basketball, but Magic Johnson re, I guess, invented the point guard position because he's six foot eight, six foot nine, and can handle the ball. These three players are examples of players who would have been better served by their coaches in junior football in particular, being able to develop a rounded game, being played through the 
the midfield, play down back, all this sort of stuff. Scott Pendlebury's a great example of that. The guy's six foot three with boots on, he might even be six foot four and a half, something like that. You know, he's a he's a running, he's a fluid player, somebody who can take over a game. These three guys, in my opinion, quite one-dimensional at this stage. At this stage, well, just remember my quote, boys. Oh, Two I'm of them will it. be future All-Australians and Hall of Famers in the AFL. I'd normally cut to a, a sponsor's uh, commercial break here, but I'm going to give you one last uh, moment to just round out your segment. Is there anything else you wish to add, sir? There is, yes. I, I did briefly speak about t- contracts. I know... Uh, Paddy McCartan signed on for another two years to the end of 2018. Mad Jack, another three years. Boyd, I believe, is on a seven-year deal, or is it a five-year deal? I'm not sure. Five what, to seven sounds roughly yeah, right. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you, Glenn, about your contractual situation when you were playing. What was the longest deal you ever got? <laughs> the longest deal I ever got was, uh, I think, three years. Three years? Well, that three gives years. you a bit of security. I, I, as a general manager of any sporting team, why you would sign any person beyond three to four years yeah. is out of... I, I, can, I cannot even begin to understand. It's out of my realm of thinking. I can't bank, if I'm a general manager, on health performance, uh, I guess connectivity to the team. There's a million and one reasons why I wouldn't sign someone beyond particularly three years. You might have an option. You might have an option for another two years, but to sign these guys for seven years, what not on guaranteed money, as a a manager, even as a supporter, I'd be scratching my head saying, why would you do that? Well, that's it. You wouldn't wouldn't sign long-term an industry that probably has some of the loosest human beings ever. No, not only that, these are big guys playing a big game and, and whilst we've been critical of some aspects of their play, they can play football if it's all on their terms, as anyone can. But injuries, they're, they're up against injuries like anyone else and an injury uh, could curtail any of their careers tomorrow. All right, well, that's me done, gents, but I am super excited to hear what Justin's got to say about Mick Gatto. And just quickly, he is wearing a nappy, I believe. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that just after a message from our sponsors. Hocking Stewart Real Estate, undervaluing your family home. Welcome back to the fullback line of truth, where you are listening to the last line of defence with the Nelson Twins and my good self, Glenn Manton. Now... You would know if you've been listening to this entire podcast that there is a huge matchup between Justin Nelson and Mick Gatto to come. <laughs> and we're already pushing the boundaries of time. Thus, I'm going to just eliminate my opponent here very, very quickly. I'm going to take on the Richmond Football Club. And I'm going to say that it's as simple as this, gentlemen. Here's the equation. Chime in on the back end. New season multiplied by the Richmond Football Club, add expectations, divided by reality, equals disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me if either of you were a Richmond Football Club supporter, think of this, the Richmond Football Club go through the season undefeated. They are the runaway juggernaut team of the competition. Their first round matchup is a struggling Carlton football club who have limped somehow miraculously into the finals. How would you potentially feel about that matchup? Well, I can honestly tell you that in 2017, if Carlton play Richmond in a final, I will bear my butt nude down the main street of Williamstown. <laughs> okay. It's not going to happen. Well, well, let's put that on record. That put that's that on happen. record. I was talking a hypothetical. You can put Richmond versus whoever you want. My point is, I don't think anyone on this planet would feel safe betting for Richmond. 
You've got to look at the positives though, Glenn. What about Josh Caddy and Dion Prestia, two fairly elite midfielders that have been added to the uh, to the ranks along with Cochin as well. So they're going to have a reasonably potent midfield. I just think that the historical culture and their inability to win the games that count is the hamstring that forever tears when it's most needed. They will have a new coach this year also. Ooh, I like that. Now that is I'm a just making shot. statements on this. No, part. I like that. That Justin, some theories on yeah, this one. I'm glad you touched on culture because it's a word that I really love to use. And what's gone wrong there at Richmond? Because they well, were a powerhouse. Think? What in do the you 80s. think? Well, I don't know. I didn't play AFL football. I'm not the expert. Out of the three of us, I'm the one that probably knows least about football. But I just want to know, from a cultural point of view at a football club, what goes wrong to take a club from a powerhouse down to also runs and well there's obviously player development there's player acquisition there's coaching there's a whole uh, recipe for disaster there but the number one thing that always strikes me with Richmond and this is as a competitor and from afar is that they were happy to be about it they weren't necessarily happy to win the game and to, to actually be a successful team and club you've got to be cutthroat you've got to really want to have that list of uh, victims if you like tagged off against your jersey over the course of the year, a bit like our World War II bomber with the, the victims on the side, you know, shut down this many Mischerschmitts and this many Zero Fighters. I just don't think Richmond have the hunger. Yes, they've got the best song in the game, but for <laughs> God's sake, I want something more than that. Well, you'll get something more because Hardwick will be sacked at some point throughout well, the year. Let's name your point. You've, gone, you've said that you'll run down the main street here of Williamstown uh, naked if it's Carlton Richmond in the grand final. I know there's a lot of people who hope that that does not happen, <laughs> so they miss that. Put down your prediction. What round will Damien Hardwick be sacked? Because I'm, I'm with you on that. It'll be after the mid-season bye. And uh, so I'm tipping about round nine, round ten. Round nine, ten. Yep. I'm going to drop that down. Richmond will be two and eight. Richmond are 2-8. Two and, eight. Two and seven. We're coming well, back to this. What are they going to beat? I'm interested to see who they're going to beat, Jens. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> now, one, one for you before we get to this Gatto matchup, which the entire audience here in the studio is dying <laughs> to listen to. Did you hear today that Collingwood, you're going to love this, Collingwood have trimmed their leadership group back to three <laughs> people. Collingwood have three people in their leadership group. How do you feel about it? Oh, God. Is Eddie Maguire one of those? <laughs> Eddie <or>? Maguire <laughs> is not one of those people uh, in the leadership group. You only, you only need three people to get the structures and the processes right, mate. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's all, right. all you need. <laughs> well, we are about to go to a commercial break. Please, Justin, adjust that nappy. Get yourself ready. Mick Gatto, after these messages from our sponsors. Mick Gatto Dispute Resolution Specialists, where you get more bang for your buck. Welcome back to the last line of defence. If you're playing this game as we are, you're looking at these matchups, you'll know that we're 18 minutes into the show and there've been 18 of the best minutes you've ever heard until now. <laughs> because now one Justin Nelson goes head to head with one Mick Gatto. Let me tell you folks, let me paint the picture. He has a, a book full of notes. He's got newspaper articles to refer to. His phone's out and Christopher Nelson and myself are not going to say a word. This and is I, yours, uh, sir. Well, oh, please, one word. No, I, just Go, one word. Say, I, just want, I just want to make note to the people at home that Justin is actually armed at the moment. <laughs> he's armed. He's uh, strapped. These notes are He's got a small Uzi. He's ready to go. Here we go, uh, sir. The clock is on. 
free reign, bring us home. Thank you. Well, I'll just point out that these notes are my eulogy and my will. Okay? So, uh, no, I just wanted to bring this story to light. So it involves two former Essendon staffers, Dean Wallace and John Elliott, uh, the latter claiming he was asked to set up a meeting with, and I quote, well-known dispute resolution specialist Mick Gatto. Can you just read, read that again? Well, so known. it's a legitimate business here. Well, according to Mick, he's referred to himself, I think, in the past as a dispute resolution specialist. Now, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, if you two here had of appointed Mick as a dispute resolution specialist, you two may still be married. I would. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, I could imagine my ex-wife just sitting down on the couch and uh, listening to Mick Gatto give us marriage advice. <laughs> but uh, continue, sir. Well, obviously, this is in relation to the ASADA and the Essendon 34 and the, the taking of, of drugs and all that sort of stuff, performance enhancing. But uh, I just want to say that every week you guys accuse me of being unprepared. Well, this week I've watched the whole Series 1 of Underbelly and I <laughs> wow. feel as though I'm well prepared to talk about this whole situation. But, so I, I wanted to get your thoughts on it, gentlemen. Uh, you're taking photos of me, Glenn. Is this another photo that you're going to put up on social media? No, this will be the photo that's... Yes, no, this will be the photo... You know that photo that they have on the front of the pamphlet at your funeral? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, but mafia so you, involvement, boys, at Essendon, I just don't know why this isn't bigger than, than what it is. I know that the Herald Sun had it on the front page of the newspaper two days in a row, but I just think this is one of the biggest things that's ever happened in football. Glenn... Was the Mafia involved at Essendon when you were there? Well, I believe the Carlton crew are certainly a part of the Carlton Football Club in the sense that, that they held some of their meetings in the stands. I think that's yep. public knowledge that they would hold meetings in the stands uh, whilst we trained. And I I'm, will second that. It was in Underbelly Series 1. So well, I can There you go. Underbelly yet. delivers <laughs> again. Mate, you have just gone above and beyond with uh, your research of this topic. Uh, no, continue because people, again, listening, can't see the fact that you've got this page laid out. You've got things numbered in Red, mind you. <laughs> what number yeah. are you at now? Oh, well, we're only at number two. We're, we're at number two. Well, what's at number started. three? Well, please. No, well, are you still get... going number two? Yeah, number two. Go I, on, I, just, I just wanted to put it out there, but what sort of um, impression will this leave on the young players at Essendon? You've got young guys like uh, Andrew Scarface McGrath, Joe the Butcher <laughs> Danaher, um, Tony Two Face McDonald uh, Tipper Woody. They're impressionable young gentlemen. With mafia names as well, yeah. I think it gives them another stream to develop players, doesn't it, really? So they've got the male academy, the female academy, and then some sort of mafioso academy. I like it. I think it's great. They're they're putting out more rounded players. Go to your number three, because your number three is a very tightly little boxed-in section there. What's number three? Look, I'm actually out of order, but, uh, yeah, so I, I just wanted to... Just keep throwing the things out there. But Go what, through. What were they hoping to achieve by hiring the services of, of Mick Gatto? Dispute I, resolution? Yeah, but what was Mick going to do? Some sort of Jason Bourne type uh, <laughs> espionage break in at Asada and steal the, the well, blood samples uh, uh, of the Essendon 34? According I, I to Trump, according to Trump's people, that there is some discussion that microwaves, your microwave oven has been used to spy on you in the, in the Trump <laughs> scenario. That's been said. Could you, maybe Mick went around yeah. and dropped a little bit of a device in a microwave oven. I'm yeah. not sure. Well, I think he works in the crane industry, doesn't he? Maybe he's up in those cranes overlooking ah, everyone. He's over- Overseen. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Was he going to be hired to intimidate people? Was he going to go around to Andrew Demetriou's house and, and say, hey, listen, if we don't pull this up, you'll find yourself uh, 
dead. Yeah. Well, well may, maybe they were going to bring him on the coaching panel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got no idea. Yeah. And as we speak, there is a dog in Mesmes Cafe here in Williamstown that is going nuts. <laughs> Crazy. Bruce the dog is actually a formidable sort of adversary. He could have been brought in yes. as part of the team. Because can you imagine Mick Gatto turning up at your house, Bruce the dog on a lead, and just inquiring <laughs> what's going on? Maybe... Maybe that was the format. I don't know. Bruce the dog. You never know. Maybe he's a part Glenn, of it. Glenn, tell us more. You've got to tell us more. You played at Carlton. You're talking about the Carlton crew. Essendon have obviously been involved with the Mick Gatto stuff and everything that's been going on with Asada and Wada. I'm putting it to you. Was there any involvement or did you have any involvement with the Mafia in your time playing <laughs> AFL? I've had no involvement with the Mafia. I do remember being introduced to... Uh, certain people who uh, may have been involved in uh, some sort of mafioso type activity. Did you ever end up at, for drinks at the Black Yulans Clubhouse? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I did not end up there. But I'm uh, a big shout out to the Banditos, the Hells Angels, uh, and the Power Rangers. Yes. Uh, look, it's it's really interesting topic. I'm to be quite frank. I'm so I love the fact that it's uh, salacious, but I'm so over it. It is oh, absolute yeah. bullshit. If we're going to just recap this, the bottom line is we, we had a, a ridiculous equation a minute ago about the Richmond Football Club the equation for the Essendon Football Club is stupid practice ridiculous coaching big mistake apologise never do it again, get on with your life but this is just ridiculous do it's you time and both time think again. that it happened? do you think that there was a conversation where someone in the hierarchy at Essendon said hey let's contact Mick Gatto and see what he can do I would think that there has not been an option that the Essendon Footy Club have not come to. <laughs> but uh, I've got to, you've got to ask yourself, when people start recording conversations when there's only four club people involved, you, you must know something's going wrong if you're recording conversations. I can honestly say, in my entire life, I have never secretly recorded a conversation. Never? Never. Have you? No, I haven't. No. I Justin, haven't. have you? No, I've never recorded anyone, but no. I think it just but goes to But I've the show. microwave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Essendon is rotten to the core. Rotten yes. to the rotten core. Rotten to the core. I love I that. Think, I think in the next couple of months, years, whatever, it's going to come out in a book or in the media somewhere, bootlegging, illegal casinos, perhaps prostitution, <laughs> all ran by the Essendon Football Club. I love it. Yeah. Well, of course, your, uh, your old friend, Mr Wallace, that we were talking about just before. Oh, wow. He's been caught up in a whole tape of a conversation looking for a bit of compo. Wow. Yeah. What can I say about that? Dean Wallace, I can remember running tan track time trials with Dean Wallace. And as you're running a tan track time trial, you're aware of who's around you. You know where you sit in the pecking order. You know if you're coming fifth or you're coming 10th or 15th. And I remember clearly many a time hitting the finish line and seeing Dean Wallace ahead of me. And as a kid, you just can't understand how this happened. Maybe you had a blackout as you're running up the Anderson Street Hill. Maybe you just couldn't really get your cadence right and you looked at your feet to see what your stride length was and he slipped past on the inside and you missed him. No, years later I find out that he'd be cutting corners, running through <laughs> and not running the full distance. So really... Well, he should get some compo, but just not the full amount. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just give him a, a little piece of the compensation. I read he was after 250 grand. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I, out of all of this, I love the idea of being rotten to the core. Can you say that again, please? 
The Essendon Football Club is rotten to the core. <laughs> rotten to the core. I love it. I love everything about it. I absolutely love it. Look, we could continue with this conversation. Is there anything you want to finish off with? Because to me, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. You've got seven points there. And you bought in newspaper articles that you haven't even fucking touched. So what are you going to do with those? We Quick. have time, gents. We do well, have right, time. Okay, We're looking at right, the producer. Nathan thing. here is saying we've got time to look at your newspaper articles. Okay, in the newspaper here, it says that there's an unknown source. It's always an unknown source claiming widespread cocaine use at the bombers. What else? You've got six articles. That's that's the one thing you pulled out of those six articles. What else have you got? Well, I don't have time. Do you want to? You do have time. Oh, I want to know, Justin. Are you pinpointing Mick Gatto? What are you saying about Mick Gatto? Please tell us. Could he have fixed the problem? Mick Gatto couldn't have fixed the problem. There was nothing he could do. That's why I put it to you guys. What was he going to do? Was it some sort of Jason Bourne thing? Was it intimidation? There was nothing he could do. He runs a legitimate dispute resolution business. (laughs) How many times do I have to tell you? Mick is... He's a legend. I don't know what more I can say about Mick Gatto. I love the bloke. I absolutely love him. And Justin from the Nelson... We we should say that this particular podcast is not is not recorded mez mez on a Monday night or a Tuesday night at around 8pm. <laughs> it's recorded in a secret location that no one knows about. Well, Mick quick, Gatto? Quickly, yes. could we use Mick Gatto? Maybe we could get him on as a guest. Well, that'd be good. Would he Would he come on? Would he come on the show? Got, Do you have any connections, Glenn, I've through... I've got no uh, doubt we could ask him to come on the show. Whether he came <laughs> on or not is a different question. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to the Eston Football Club and ask them to ask Mick Gatto to see if he'll get on the show. Any last comment to Mick from you, Juzzy? Just want to... Finish this off? Uh, well, look, I, I did try to get in touch with Mick and he, he wasn't too happy with me and I woke up the next day with a horse's head in my bed. So wow. <laughs> I'll leave it at that, gentlemen. Over and out from me. I like it. And on that note, a message from our sponsors. The Herald Sun, when you've got nothing else to read. Well, gentlemen, there is the final siren. Our opponents this week... Wow. I'm not sure if we won or lost or where we finished uh, with, with respect to our individual opponents. We took on Paddy McCartan, Majak Dor and Tom Boyd, the Richmond Football Club and Mick Gatto. It was a head-to-head showdown. I'd like to think that we at least held our own. But seldom does the siren sound without a word thereafter. Gentlemen, thus, let's turn to the mailbag. Bag, 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 bag. <laughs> mailbag. What have we got? All right, I've got a question here. Who's it from? From Gary in uh, Hopper's Crossing. Gary in Hopper's. <laughs> yes. Now, Gary, he hasn't he hasn't posed this question on any of our websites uh, to do with this particular podcast. So how did he get it to He's you? inboxed me personally. <laughs> he's inboxed you. <laughs> and he said, and he has said, um, he actually, he's inboxed me and asked how the talentless Nelson twins have ended <laughs> up working with Glenn Manton. Now, I would believe that that would be a question for you, Glenn. I don't know why he has messaged me and, and decided to call me talentless. But That's uh, very hard. How did you end up working with the Nelson how twins? How did we meet? I think we met doing a sportsman's night, which no, the three I, of us are available for, to do yes, at any stage. Yes, yes. No, how did we meet? No, I think we met through your charity, oh, White Line, yes. where you got us to work for you for free. Correct. Uh, <laughs> and That's we've been working ago. for you for free ever since. Uh, that is many yeah. moons ago. You were yeah. locked up in bailout, Correct. probably going back a, a good three or four, maybe five years. The same yes. amount of time as Tom Boyd signed to the exactly. Yes. I like it. Well, I have a question too. You, you feel free to comment on the talent thing if you want. <laughs> oh, it's, it's nonsense comment. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the most esteemed, talented uh, comedians in this oh, thanks, country. Thanks, mate. Thanks for thanks for yeah, soon to be one. <laughs> thanks to Mick Gatto. 
<laughs> Gentlemen, I've got a question, and it comes from Verid in Elstonwick. Verid? One of our Jewish listeners. Now, she asked, who do the Nelson Twins support in the AFL and why? Who do we support and why? You're not going to be surprised here, but Justin and I both go for St Kilda. Oh, you Hence, both are St Kilda supporters? We both are St Kilda supporters. Hence the reason why I got extremely angry at you when you said Paddy McCartan was going to end up somewhere else. Well, I think you will. But who was on your jumper as a kid, both of you? Tony Lockett. Who'd you yeah. Have? Yeah, Both had Tony Lockett. Both had Tony Lockett, yep. Uh, just so we could confuse people while we were wearing yeah. our St Kilda jumpers with the oh, same yeah. number. Goodness me, gentlemen. And Stewie Buckets Low as well. I was a big fan of Stewie Buckets Low. Did you play on Stewie? I did play on Stewie. Yeah. I never played on Tony Lockett. Would have been a thrill to play on him because he was <laughs> he was a, a genuine superstar. He, he really was. was. Gentlemen, we must end the program here, but we can continue the conversation electronically. Ladies and gentlemen, please visit our websites, Nelson Twins and the Glen Manton website. Now, this is a free download on iTunes and Please don't forget to stalk us there and share your mailbag questions via any of the electronic media, including the Last Line of Defence Facebook page and or Instagram, where, as I said, you will find us quite readily. As the music fades up, gentlemen, your goodbyes for this week. Yes, thank you to Armin again down at Mesmes Cafe at Ferguson Street, Williamstown. Make sure you get down for the best coffee in town. Yes, and a thank you to our live audience too for wow. the first time. Big both thank of you them. To, yeah, both of them. And a big thank you to you. UG man. Why are you thanking me? Well, it's always a pleasure to work with you. It is an absolute pleasure. Remember, folks, the back line is the backbone. <laughs>